Warning, today's episode contains discussions of paranormal activity and other topics that some might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, I am your host, Ashley, and this is Ghost Gossip. Hello, hello. We have been on a vacation this past week, and now we're back. And I'm in my studio ready to share more about my very own haunted house with you. Recently, I was on another paranormal podcast, the Real Hauntings podcast, so I just want to say thank you for having me. Some people have found me through that podcast, and I'm so excited to share my stories with you. I've been getting some emails. I've been getting some DMs and Instagram, and I just want to say thank you, Noah and Joshua, for having me on. I really appreciate it. I was so excited to share my stories, and just seeing more people start appearing and contacting me has really just given me that fuel to keep going and to keep sharing. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Noah and Joshua, again. If you haven't checked out the Real Hauntings podcast, go check that out. My episode is called I Can't Sleep Because He's in My Room. So go check that out. You don't want to miss it. I just want to say, when I was being interviewed on their podcast, my mind was seriously racing and I was literally shaking through the whole interview. If you listen closely, you can hear my voice tremble. That's not like me. I'm not scared to talk in public. I'm not, I'm not scared to talk on a podcast. I was shaken for some reason. I immediately messaged Joshua on Instagram and asked him if I did okay, because I was like, oh my gosh, like, what did I say? I don't even remember. It was all a blur. It was like I was talking, but it wasn't easy to get out. My thoughts wouldn't come to me. And when it came about my past, it was super easy to talk about my past. But the moment we started talking about my house, the words would not flow. And that's when the trembles really started. So there was a lot left out. That wasn't because there was a time limit, but just because I couldn't form the words. So I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you the truth. There's just so much that has happened since we moved into this house. And it's a lot of little things. There's not like all these big events that have happened. That's just like, wow, that's going to make a great story. But what I wanted to try to do to try to give you more of a story, more of my experience since moving into this house is I'm going to try to break up some of these encounters that I've had into episodes. There's been so much that has happened since we moved into this house last January, plus all of my personal experiences prior to moving that I could not think of everything right then. So in hopes to better tell my story, I have decided to break the paranormal activity that I have experienced down into separate episodes. It's not going to be a ton of episodes because to be honest, not a lot of big things have happened. It's a lot of little things like lights turning on. I can't really make a light turning on into an episode. I mean, I could. Hey guys, a light turned on. But really, I wanted to share some of the bigger things in separate episodes to better tell you the story. It won't be a long-form podcast because I still want to share your stories, so please send those in. But I want to tell you about the hauntings here. In this week's episode, I'm going to tell you about one of the first things that happened in this house, and that involves his Bible Before I get to that, though, I want to give you some history about the house itself. He built this house in 1999 and was the only owner until he died in 2018. 
To be completely honest, it doesn't seem like this house is old enough to be haunted. It isn't spooky. We lived in a well-established area within city limits. It's in a nice neighborhood. It's not dark. It's not scary. No one in the neighborhood would think anything about this house other than it is a large house on the corner, and it's where all the little neighborhood kids hang out. I have three kids, so we attract the kids and the cats because we have outdoor cats. So, of course, all the neighborhood cats love to come to my house. The previous owner that lived here, he lived with his mother until he died. Her bedroom was on the main floor, which is now our master bedroom, and his living area was on the second floor, which is where the shadow figure was seen. The basement, which was wall-to-wall mirrors, was a gym where he trained regularly as a bodybuilder, and others would train there as well. There was a tanning bed, a sauna, and from what I hear from his nephew, it had enough gym equipment to put Gold's Gym to shame. It is no secret he took very good care of this home and was very passionate about his physique. The house itself is very unique, and in that I mean it was built for two adults, not a family. It has two master suites, or it had, we have since changed that, and it had a lot of attention to detail on each floor. I was told he did most of the woodworking himself. This house was his baby. When I first toured the house, it was clear this home was something very special to someone. When he and his mother passed away within four months of each other, his sister inherited the house. She owned it until 2021 when she put it on the market. When I met her, she verified all of my feelings toward the house. She confirmed that the house was her brother's pride and joy, and he absolutely loved it. She also told me that he blessed the land prior to building the house and how he placed Bibles in the four corners of the basement once construction began. This leads me to today's episode, my encounters with his Bible. I found it, y'all. One of the first days we were in and out of this house, we were moving things into the basement, wondering what we were going to do with all these mirrors, 32 mirrors. As I walked around the basement, I found this little table and it was wobbly. The kids were messing with it. I think they were trying to move it to play with it, but it was like, you could tell that if you moved it, it was going to collapse. So I went and said, stop it. Don't mess with it. You know, being all motherly, don't move that. And went to put the table back. And when I moved it, I found the Bible underneath the table. It was covered in dust and it had been there a very long time. I remembered instantly what his sister had told me. And so I was like, wow, I found it. I found one of the Bibles he used. I was surprised that it had been left behind. So I was just like, okay, well, I don't want to throw this away. I thumbed through it and found this typed piece of paper folded within its pages. It wasn't like a page of the Bible. It, it was just like a typed up piece of paper, like typed in Word, printed out, and it had been folded and placed within the pages of the Bible. I'm assuming by him. It was about being saved. It wasn't anything super weird or scary. It was just about being saved and the steps you need to go through to be saved. I folded it and put it back in the Bible. I placed the Bible on the table and continued on because we had a lot going on that day. A few days later, I was in the basement once again, moving some things, and I found the Bible on the floor towards the front corner near the stairs, open, and the page that was in the Bible was unfolded, laying next to it. Excuse me? I immediately... I just, I immediately just assumed it was my children because they were downstairs playing because we were moving. And I was like, um, y'all don't mess with this. They had no idea what I was talking about. 
So I didn't think anything about it. We were moving. There was a lot going on. Dogs were upstairs, downstairs, kids upstairs, downstairs, a big man upstairs, downstairs, my husband. So I put the page back in the Bible and put it up again. A few days after that, it happened again. And this time, a chill ran through my blood. I went and found all of my children, including my husband, and asked each of them, had they been moving this Bible? All of them looked at me with sheer confusion and were like, no. I froze. You see, I've had these experiences with spirit before. I sense them. I have seen them. I have talked to them. It has been years since I've actually had encounters. When I became a single mother, my sensitivities kind of went away because I was so stressed. I would still hear people calling my name from time to time in my house, but it wasn't anything like I could sense anything anymore. So I honestly thought my sensitivity was gone. But the feeling came rushing back and it was so familiar. I was, I knew in that moment he was still here. He was still in this house. His energy was still here. It was connected. A few weeks after that, one of the neighbors came and met me in the road and he flat out asked me, have you had anything weird happen in there since you've moved in? Guys, I was shook. I was like, um, what are you? What are you talking about? He said, I would not be surprised if you do. He loved that house and he would never leave it. My feelings in that moment were validated. After my second instance with the Bible and the piece of paper, I placed both in the storage room. Why did I not dispose of it, you ask? Well, because if you throw something like that that might be connected to a spirit, what I have heard, if you throw it away and you're disrespectful about it, or you throw it away in a disrespectful manner, it can make things worse. So I was really cautious. Plus, I'm a Christian. I do not want to be disrespectful to the dead, nor do I want to disrespect the Bible. Let me be clear. I'm, I'm more spiritual than I am religious now that I'm older, but I still believe in God. I pray. I have my beliefs, and I do not feel right throwing a Bible away, even if it might be a trigger object that he's connected to. Now that I've explained that, we will get to the day that it happened, the day that made my blood run cold. So I had put the Bible in storage. It hadn't moved again. I hadn't found it anywhere. I put it up on the shelf where my kids really didn't, they weren't going to go in there. It's with the Christmas stuff. So I put the Bible with the Christmas stuff. Other things were happening at this time, but the Bible wasn't moving. The page was in the Bible, or so I thought. (laughs) Everything was fine. One day, I was upstairs in my closet, cleaning out some stuff. My closet is the place that I feel like I'm being watched the most. So I was in my closet, cleaning out some of the stuff, because I have a lot of crap in there. And I was going through one of the bags, and then I found it. It's the page. I found the page, the folded typed piece of paper, in my closet. My body just ran cold, guys. I'm covered in goosies. My gooseys have gooseys. I found the typed piece of paper about becoming a saved Christian in my closet. Why is it in there? How did it get in there? I screamed. Am I going crazy? Daniel, did you do this? Are you messing with me? Kids, are you messing with me? Daniel's the only one in this house that knows what I believe in. I don't talk about this with my children. I don't talk about it openly except here and on Instagram now, but before all of this, I never talked about it except Daniel knew that I was a little freaked out. 
I ran downstairs, opened the Bible, and sure enough, that page was not there. I cried. I text my friend who helped sage the house a second time. And I told him, take this Bible. Take the page. Get it away. Get it away. As I talk about the Bible and as I was typing this episode, my skin was vibrating with energy. I know he's around. And it might be because I'm talking about him. He comes, or maybe it's in my mind. I don't know what you believe. I know what I believe. He's connected to this Bible, but moreover, he is connected to this house. Since that day, the Bible has not moved. I don't know if it's because Daniel now has possession of it, or maybe I just imagined it. Maybe I unknowingly moved it into my closet. I mean, I don't remember doing it, and trust me when I say I have tried to think of every possible explanation for what is happening, but I've come up with nothing. No one has. No one can explain any of this to me. And things continue to happen. I continue to feel watched in certain rooms. Lights come on. Orbs continue to appear in my indoor cameras. Fans continue to change settings without being touched. But the Bible? The Bible has not moved. To be honest, I really hope it never moves again because that was really scary. So, I want to hear what you think. Do you think my house is haunted? Do you think he's connected to the Bible? Do you think he's connected to this house? Let me know. Reach out. Ghost Gossip Podcast on Instagram. Email me, ghostgossip247 at gmail.com. Don't forget, if you have happenings with the supernatural and paranormal, let me know. I want to hear. I want to share your stories. And until then, stay safe and they'll see you later. <laughs>